Taylor's in the house. My A1C is flunking. That's what my doctor shouts. It's cause I love the Dunkin'. I won't eat Brussels sprouts. Evan loves his drinkies. Jorge's from the South. I'll unwrap those Twinkies and stuff them in my mouth. I don't want to see you, baby. I don't want to talk to you. I don't even need you, baby. I know what I want What's a rumor mill? I've had enough of this ride. I've spent enough of my time. I'm about to say go blow your mind. Rodden Camp is here now, hosting All Stars 5. Does anybody know how? At this way, I'm alive. I'll take Jimmy anti. He's a third my size. Never mind, I'm tired. That's too much exercise. Sorry. I don't want to see you, baby. I don't want to talk to you. I don't even need you, baby. I know what I want to do. I've had enough of this ride. I spent enough of my time. What I'm about to say will blow your mind. Got a twink in my sight, and he isn't too bright. T-t-t-true, he'll run screaming in fright. But my friends are right, I should date someone who can hold his neck upright, right, right, right. I don't want to see you, baby, I don't want to talk to you. I don't even need you, baby, I know what I want to do. I've had enough of this ride, I spent enough of my time. What I'm about to say will blow your mind, I want to break up. Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 12, Episode 1, titled, I'm That Bitch. My name is Joe Batant, and I am joined, as always, by that bitch. From the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Please say... I'll never eat kale again. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that was going to be the one. Did you really? (laughs) Yes. I knew that was the one you were going to pick. You really did? (laughs) Yes, yes. When he when she said it, when she said never again, I'm like, that's that's gonna be it. That's that's the one he's picking. <laughs> to Taylor, the latte boy. Hello, we Taylor are back. Lottie. We are back. Uh, no, no, Taylor. I, I get to be honest with you. I'm a little disappointed in you. <laughs> so this is how we're starting. The Welcome season. to season twelve, everybody. <laughs> Per usual the shame episode. Yeah. Per usual, Joe starts with disappointment. I'm a little disappointed <laughs> with you. Everyone, we are live not only on Discord for our Patreon supporters, but for a special tier called the live tier. Uh, we are live on Crowdcast, and so everyone can see Taylor, and I can see Taylor. And during the song you just heard, this is Taylor's first time hearing that song. He was laughing. I I made this song for you to laugh into the mic and he's like covering his mouth and not laughing. Oh, because I didn't think you wanted me, I didn't think you wanted it over. I'm sorry. It was I I purposely muted my mic because I was afraid 
that it would cover up the the, the crazy lyrics, the crazy funny lyrics that you that you did. Thank so, you. kudos to you. Thank you. And by that, I mean the chocolate bar. Um, yeah. Well, and, which was, by the way, that was the one that had like a rice crispy in it, right? Yes, oh, I think I, was, I think there was like, that like still a little around? rice crispy thing. They still make those. They still make kudos. I don't think I've seen them, but I'm not usually eating candy bars. You know why? No. I, I only ever see them like in Walgreens if I'm walking through to you know get my insulin. <laughs> that oh you know I was saying like I have diabetes, but um what's funny is uh is I'm gonna die young, but also that, <laughs> no, but like for instance like the day I'm all it's the day after Valentine's all the candy is like so ch- and I'm like oh I'm also not a big sweets person anyway wait wait yeah. wait 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 Taylor Taylor Taylor, Taylor. I'm making a big mistake here uh all right guys. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify or other, not on not on Patreon, uh, we're gonna take a not a break. You're just the next thing you're gonna hear is a beep, and then we are going to come back and jump right into the show. So the good news, you don't have to hear me and Taylor talk about uh, our toes being chopped Lost off. Lost limbs, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, when you come back, we're gonna jump right into the show. For everyone on Patreon, you're gonna get this segment. Okay, we'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, what were you saying again? Well, just between us girls. <laughs> yeah, just between us girls, Taylor. Um, yeah, no, I, I, the the song, the song is amazing, and I, we, I, candy bars are kind of one of those things where, I mean, if if I happen to be someplace, I never, I never think to myself, I'm going to run in and grab a candy bar, mm-hmm. but it's definitely one of those impulse buys that if I have to go in to get something, mm-hmm. I will, I will grab one, and that's only if there's specific candy bars around now it's so funny you mentioned the song and thank you for the compliment but i have another song for you actually okay so laurie Roggenkamp, she'd recorded her verse live on the air when we were doing an exclusive show okay mm-hmm. jimmy i think took the most takes you sent me your one take that you liked um i think i took two takes when i did mine uh, Evan, yeah, I, think, I did. I did two takes. Yeah. So, um, everyone did like two or three takes. I think George did two or three takes. Lori did about twelve takes, thirteen takes, <laughs> right? And they were all crazy and weird. And so, on this was here. I what I did I, with the help of producer Luke Stamen, who, by the way, was supposed to is he, is he here? By the way, Luke. Well, he's Luke. supposed to be. In, he's supposed to be in the crowdcast here. <clears throat> <clears throat> Should I have Discord on? If you want to, yeah. Luke's not even okay. producer. Luke Stamen's not even here. Oh <laughs> God, damn him! And he was like, "I'll see you, <laughs> see you tomorrow, Joe, on Crowdcast. I'm the producer." Oh no, but- he's he's in he's in the he's in the room. He's he's on uh, the Crowdcast. Oh, uh, he's in the Crowdcast. He's listed as one of the six people that are here. Well, there's live, and then there's registered. Oh, he's registered. Oh yeah, he's registered. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. In fact, Everyone who registered is here except one person. Luke Seaman. Mm. <clears throat> anyway. Well. <laughs> I will I will give him this. He wrote the notes <clears throat> last night and he did a really good job. So anyway. Um anyway, so Lori did like a million takes. So Luke and I figured out the beats per minute and found yeah. an appropriate song for Lori's verses. And so here you go. It's two minutes. Here you go. This is me, Uber Fats. 
Rogging Camp is here now, hosting All Stars 5. Does anybody know how? At this rate, I'm alive. I'll take Jimmy anti. He's a third one's eyes. Never mind, I'm tired. That's too much exercise. Size, 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 size. exclusive yeah you need you need to put that on the patreon as its own separate entry yeah. just as a as, as a remix the remix version yeah the laurie remix version i wonder how the other ones like how would george sound to that and everybody would match because it matches the beats per minute for well, you uh, you sent me mine with that mm-hmm. and i listened to it a bunch of times and laughed not so much at the, my lyrics but just the, the ridiculousness of that music <laughs> So just because it just, it just completely changes the <laughs> the mental picture of how it how it's supposed to appear when you're singing it. Mm-hmm. it. It sounds like something out of the 30s of some big fat guy, some big fat guy like that where the pants <laughs> are pulled up over the belly, yeah. like walking down, walking down the street <laughs> in Brooklyn. <laughs> well, that's why I imagine uh, Lori. That, that's yeah. Lori. Mm-hmm. Um, uh. It's so it's so funny because this. Uh, Lauren, who I talked to, perfectly lovely looking person, looks normal size. The reason I bring it up, she's all like, well, I'm glad you're talking for us big girls. I'm all like, hmm. <laughs> I go, have you met Lori Roggenkamp? She just came down the beanstalk yesterday. <laughs> and <laughs> just wait till you meet her, Taylor. I don't even know if you're prepared. Wait, she's something like, didn't you say she's like 6'3"? She's really tall. Yes, she's really tall and just she's just a big woman. Yes, so I yeah. I can't wait to meet her. I I'm looking for I'm looking forward to to getting to to soak in the 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 the, the wonderful energy of the Joe and Laurie show for my own private mm-hmm. my own private afternoon. Yeah, so, so because because of, because yes, yes. I am 
coming to California. You are coming year. to California. Yes. Yes. So My first about... trip to California. So, you know, let, let me get the notepad out here. Do you already have places you know you want to go to? Well, obviously. Well, they're the places I wanted to go two years ago. <laughs> Disneyland. I think are still around. Yeah. <coughs> so Disneyland. Okay. Yes. I want to go to Disneyland. I want, I want to see all the cheesy touristy things. So I want to no, but you said you said two years ago that's great because they'll all take about a half an hour in a car just to drive. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But so I want I want to drive past Man's Chinese Theater. Okay. I want to see the La Brea Tar Pits. What do you mean the La Brea Tar Pits? What did I say? La Brea Tar Pits. Yes, I said Fitz, didn't I? Mm -hmm. La Brea Tar Pits. Mm -hmm. I want to see the Hollywood sign. And I don't yeah. mean like drive up and walk it. I mean, I would have drive past and go, oh, the Hollywood sign. Oh, well, Carlo um, and I found a great spot for the Hollywood sign. Thank you. So let me see. Hollywood sign. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to go past the observatory. Griffin Observatory. Yeah, easy. Where yeah. where um, Demi Moore shot Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu, and Cameron Diaz and Charlie's Angels Full Throttle, which is a great <laughs> movie. Okay. All right. <laughs> Not La La Land, oh, not yeah. the million, and not you know not Rebel, Rebel Without, Without a Cause. cause I would I would go yeah. and see where they shot the scene in Charlie's yeah. Angels Full Throttle. Great, sure. Um, uh, we said Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to see and at least drive past the Santa Monica Pier. Yeah, I'm, you know, after Carla was here, I'm not. I, you're if that that is definitely now. I'm putting my foot down right there on that one. Go ahead, I'll be over. <laughs> Text me well, when no, you're ready for me to pick you up. I want to do these things with you. That's oh, no, no, no. Out. I went, Carlo, the one time, well, no, I had a couple of tantrums. One of the few tantrums I had with Carlo was Santa Monica Pier. Okay, well, did he want, did he want to get out and walk around? Well, I will say, I, it, don't, it was, I don't need to walk around. Yeah. I just want to say, look, there's the Santa Monica Pier. It was at the end of a very long day, a very long day, and a couple of things happened. One, now it's like, um, you know, 9.30 at night, uh, my dogs are barking, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's had me eating vegetables all day, so uh, my my body's like, what is going on, right? It's just not mm-hmm. it's just not a lot of good things going on, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes, now I want to walk walk from the Third Street Promenade, which, okay, here's let me talk about it. Like, I know Carla will hear this, I think, because Carla listens to the show. I had told him. The Third Street Promenade. He was like, I want to see the Third Street Promenade. I'm like, okay. It's really just an outdoor mall. There's nothing. You, what, you're going to walk by an Urban Outfitters, you know, or, you know, yeah. Barnes & Noble? And we go, and he goes like, oh, is this it? I'm like, yes. It's just an outdoor mall, right? And then he goes, well, let's walk to the Santa Monica Pier, right? And I'm like, okay. Oh. By this point, we've walked 25,000 steps already in the day. Now, but now also... For the most part, everything in Los Angeles is safe. But I remember he was, Carlo was a little worried before he came out here. Because, mm-hmm. you know, in Europe, they're like, if you just get out of the air, you know, if you walk out of the the, air, the airplane, a step off the airplane in, in LA, you get shot, you know? And I yeah. didn't look, I'm not going to really take it anywhere dangerous. <clears throat> if, if I think something's dangerous, I'll tell you. Right. right. And he goes, fair enough. So now we're walking. Santa Monica has a tendency. I wouldn't call it <clears throat> a dangerous neighborhood, but there it can be rough, right? Be a little sketchy. It could be sketchy if you make dumb touristy choices. 
right? Right. So we're walking, and, and let me put it this way. You know regular streetlights? We're walking on a streetlight where a street where it was uh, Ocean Boulevard, where not only are the streets, like, they're like extra special floodlight type streetlights where like it's super well lit. And yeah. to, to you, there should be a sign that it's because cr- shitty shit happens there, right? Right. So we're walking in super well lit. And yes, in order to go, I'm going to draw a picture on a map. If you're on Crowdcast, you'll see what I'm talking about. Like if here's Ocean Boulevard, here's a Santa Monica Pier. Do you see do you see this? It doesn't yeah. matter which one's which. We are walking like right here and uh-huh. then then the Santa Monica appears over here. No, and people who are listening you don't understand what's going on here. You're basically talking yeah. about how you can cut you can so in theory if you're here, you could cut through here to go to the Santa Monica Pier, right? And what's in that area that's you got the diagonal. Um the reason I'm saying that is so we're walking there and then these two like young men in hoods like uh-huh. the, with the hoods over their faces are right in front of us, and now this is the well lit part right here. Anything that's uh-huh. street is well lit. Okay, they decide well that those guys are going to cut through the, a completely pitch black grassy area. Uh-huh. Two young men in hoods, right, are uh-huh. cutting through. And Carlos, Carlos goes pulls me. He goes, "Let's go this way." And I go, "No." And I actually physically <laughs> pull him. And say, we are not going to go that way. Uh, right. And he got actually really angry. I don't get why we can't go that way. And I said, you have to trust me. I mean, I didn't want to say it out loud, like, those two guys will rob us. Right? Right. And uh, later I told him, he was like, oh, I didn't. he thought, in Germany, I could totally walk there. I'm all, well, that's Germany. Right. Okay? <laughs> Where I'm not going to say why. They tend to do things a little differently in yeah. Germany. Yeah. Uh, maybe in Germany they're orderly, and before they kill you, they put you on a train, right? But <laughs> uh, here they'll just jump you, okay? Right. Yeah. So anyway, uh, there are four million less people, or six million less people. I wonder why in Germany. Right. Don't Germany safer? Yeah, for you it's safer. Anyway, hi. No, no, not even hi. for him. He's gay. No. Yeah. No, he'd he'd have a special first class ticket. Yeah. This is horrible. This this is where we're going with the first episode. I'm not going to deny it. I didn't know you were a Holocaust denier. No, um, I, now, I, <laughs> now, Taylor. Yes. Uh, I told Taylor about this uh, thing here. And we're, this is something where you guys can participate. Where uh, I saw this tweet. And it was, it was Ari Aster. Do you know who Ari Aster is, Taylor? No. Ari Aster is the director of the film Hereditary. And also the director of the film uh, Midsommar. Okay. Which, which are scary. You don't like scary movies, right? No, I do not like scary movies. Oh, don't watch his movies because, you know, most, I'll be honest with you, I like scary movies. Most scary movies are like, oh, so stupid. Okay, the skull came to life, right? His movies are fucked up. Okay, they're fucked. Don't watch his yeah. movies. Okay. I, they're true, to me, they're true horror because they're like, yeah, what would happen in real life terror? Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But he posted, he was responding to a tweet that had gone viral called uh, 10 Movies to Know Me, okay? Okay. And so I was like, and he put his 10 movies, okay? And I was like, oh, I'll play this game. And John Paul and I were playing the game with each other on Twitter. And I couldn't even narrow it down to 10. I think even Ari made his 15. Ari, as if I'm knowing. Like, Me you know Ari. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, mine, I think, comes up to about 20, all right? 
And these are movies that I've never, and I might be even still missing some, right? But these are movies that if you want to know Joe Batanz, here are the movies you need to see to understand Joe Batanz, okay? Okay. So these are them. Uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, which by the way, <laughs> tomorrow, I'm, I guess Pee-wee, Pee-wee's Big Adventure is going on a tour with Pee-wee. So yeah, I saw a listener of mine from my other show apparently had a ticket to something where they, they he was going to go and see see it. Yeah, I'm doing that tomorrow with John Paul. Okay, is it like the 35th anniversary of that movie? That sounds maybe? about right. That sounds about right. Came out yeah. about 85. Yeah. So, all right, you look so that up while you're talking. Pee Wee's Big Adventure, The Three Amigos, Sunset Boulevard. I'm counting these next two movies as one movie: Raiders of the Lost Ark and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Okay, a- Annie Hall, Pulp Fiction. The Maltese Falcon, Kill Bill Volumes 1 and 2. Are you the one? No, it's John Paul Hayes. Oh, but Kill Bill is good. Yeah. All About Eve, Stand By Me, The Goonies, E.T., Shawshank Redemption, Back to the Future, The Star Wars Saga, Princess Bride, Chinatown, M., Ferris Bueller's Day Off, The Breakfast Club, Casablanca, The Jerk, Karate Kid, 9 to 5. That's my... If you want to know Joe Batanz... Those are the movies you need to know to jump a chance. Now, Taylor, I know you said you need a week. Right. You need a <laughs> and week. I thought that you were going to ask that, which is why I'm feverishly writing things no, down. Because no. I was panicked. Like, no. oh, shit, I got to come up with mine. But no, yes. No, yeah. So, Taylor, right, next actually, week. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have ten. I okay, came up with I'm going to tell you, you can, you can say them right now, but I guarantee you, as soon as, even while we're doing the show, you're going to be like, oh, wait, there's this movie and that movie, but okay, do you want to reveal yeah, your no, 10 I, right I, now? I will wait till next week. Okay, what's we'll wait till I, next I wanna, week? I want to refine, they were, they were kind of, one or two of them, I'm like, but, and I, right. and I know I'm going to, oh, yeah, I, I just thought of an 11th one. <laughs> exactly. So, by the way, if you're listening at home, please, in the Discord channel on the, do it on the Drag Race Recap one. Post yeah. your 10 movies or the movies that we would need to see to know you. Do that right now. And that's something that Taylor and I had talked about. Now, Taylor, is there another thing that we need to talk about? What, what, uh, Taylor and I had a meeting about this segment the other day. Yeah. Hmm. I can't think of, of what else. So, so, But just so that I'm clear, you did a couple of them like the saga, like the yes. Star Wars yes. saga. So, yes. so you could do a group of movies mm-hmm. that are all with one comment. Okay. Yeah. Okay, like, that, for instance, that. I put, I lumped Kill Bill volumes one and two together. Those are one movie to me. The Star Wars saga, they might as well be one movie to me. Even though I'm more yeah. emotionally connected to Return of the Jedi because I mm-hmm. would, that, that I am the kid they made the Ewok for. I'm that age, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like Empire Strikes Back and, same thing with Temple of Doom. Like, I saw them in the theater, but I'm too young to remember Star Wars. I don't think I saw them in the theater. Like, those, Empire yeah. and Star Wars are movies I fell in love with on video cassette. See, and I, because the age you were for Return of the Jedi is the age I was for Empire. Yeah. So, Empire is definitely, and I didn't quite understand the, you know, the, the gravitas of that movie. Yeah. I just thought it was cool that I was seeing these characters that I yeah. fell in love with when I was little. You know, I've talked about how I went and saw Star Wars with my dad when I was like four or five. Mm-hmm. And just to get to see them again in a movie was super exciting to me. Let Which alone, is, whereas, whereas, whereas he made Ewoks for you, mm-hmm. he made Yoda for me. Yeah, but what's so funny is, because I've talked to people who are younger, who they don't have a problem with Jar Jar Binks. The people who, that they were that age. Like, right. They, they don't they don't see him as, as annoying. And, and I do know a criticism, I found this out much later, because I loved the Ewoks. But that in the original vision, it was supposed to be Chewbacca's home planet, 
Okay. Okay. And it was supposed to be uh, Wookiees. Okay. And right. for toy reasons, they changed it to Ewoks. Okay. Yeah. And um, and then people criticized that. And I'm like, I loved it. It worked. <laughs> well, yes, like, but you were the you were the audience yeah. they were going for. Yeah. Same thing with Jar Jar Binks. I mean, how much? Remember the hate? The guy wanted to commit suicide. Yeah, you know, and well, um, but but I think that part of that was that it was our generation, our generation who saw the Ewoks, and mm-hmm. it wasn't quite such a the Ewoks. While they were silly, mm-hmm. there was also something they were these serious warriors and stuff. Whereas compared to Jar Jar Binks, who was just where he's literally like walking in like dinosaur shit through the it, it the whole thing was just it it was just seemed over the top compared to the 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 way that the rest of the series had gone up to that point there was an interesting reddit theory that jar jar binks was um a a, a sith lord in, in undercover mm-hmm. and i remember yeah. they were, and i remember everyone was like no you know but i that would have been a really cool idea if they would have done that mm-hmm. anyway Daddy, where he was kind of like a clown yeah, like a like 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 the Joker. The Joker is all sit, but he the Joker is secretly dark. Well, not secretly, but he's he's evil and dark and uses humor. So that would have been that would have been a great twist. Yeah, like to see on the uh, Revenge of the Sith is that like it turns out he was the guy the whole time. Anyway, ironically, right now my husband is watching Attack of the Clones in the other room. Oh, why? He's going through and watching all. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty much what I said. This why God. But uh, he's going through and watching all the Star Wars content on Disney Plus, and so oh. just as uh, I was setting up, I heard the music, and he he apparently watched Phantom Menace last night and went to bed angry because <laughs> he said, it's "You know, just I've never seen Phantom movie. Menace. That's the one with Jar Jar Binks. I know, I've never seen it because everyone came out and said, oh, that Jar Jar Binks is annoying. It's horrible.' I was like, "Oh, well, I'm not going to go see it." Yeah, Atta- Phantom Menace is the worst of the films. Mm-hmm. Is the worst of the worst of the nine. Not shockingly, I joined in when the twink came in. <laughs> One the horrible acting twink. Yeah, oh, I didn't care. He was so fucking hot. But then I knew someone who directed a film he was in, and he told me he smelled. Anyway. Um, and I was like, ooh. I could see him smelling, by the way. He looked like someone who would smell like patchouli oil and... Yeah, armpit. Know, armpit and bottom armpit. water. Yeah, 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 yeah. I blew a guy fairly recently... And I don't know if this was like a reaction or whatnot to being so excited but to being blown by Joe Batanz. But he got a very musky smell. But I didn't notice when he had clothes on. Then he took it off and I was like, whoa, wow. <laughs> you rub that on a tree, a bear wouldn't go near it. <laughs> I'm a chub, though. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> All right, Taylor. It's been enough. <laughs> Bring back... My girls. Let me write this down, actually. We can't do the thing anymore where I do the long pause after you say something crazy. All right, Taylor. Okay. Yeah. By the way, Taylor, um, I need to tell you about a new friend of the show. Hopefully, one day they actually formally join the Afterthought Media Network. But have you listened at all to Your Welcome America? It's it's by the way, it's you are, not the words you are, the letters you are, like like text yeah. talk. Your Welcome America. Uh, have you listened to the show? It's two British guys, okay? Ben, I have. Ben I listened to a couple episodes. Ben and Fraser, Fraser, okay. Fraser. Set your Frasers, you know, like that kind of thing. 
Um, to in, fun. <laughs> yeah. Set your Frasers to fun. But it's two British guys, Ben and Fraser. Oh, no, the, no two UK guys, because I think, uh, I don't right. think, I know Ben's one, Scottish. One, Scottish, yes. Yeah. Because the episode I listened to, they talked about the traditional Scottish. It's it's where they, they um, celebrate uh, the, the national poet, the poet laureate. Oh, yeah, Robert of, Burns. Yeah, of Scotland. And then he tried to do haggis or yeah. something. Which sounds disgusting, but I would still. It was eat a it, very interesting episode. I would still eat it because I'm gay and I eat faggots, which is ass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, check out your Welcome America. It's available on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. They're a friend of the show. It's a great show. Everyone on Patreon has been loving it. What they do is they take uh, Americanisms and explain it to their British friends or UK friends, and then they take Britishisms and explain it to Americans. And I think it's super fascinating because there are things that they notice about our country that I don't notice that they think are weird. Yeah. Like there was an episode yes. recently where they went to Sizzler and they were trying to yes. explain what Sizzler was, you know? Yes. And, um, it, yeah. it's, it, where's the place that you go with your dad and he doesn't want to go up to the buffet he sends you up to the buffet and get him sizzler. Is that sizzler that's sizzler. it is sizzler. okay as they <laughs> as they were talking about it i'm like is that sizzler or sweet tomatoes no or, it's sizzler. i couldn't remember where it was. but my parents do have for people who don't listen to my other podcast my parents have a because sizzler's kind of cruddy right and i have no yeah. idea this must be a company owned like flagship site it's a fancy sizzler it, and I didn't believe them at first, and I went, and it's actually, if you've been, I, when you're out here, Taylor, I'll take you to both. I'll take you to a regular sizzler where you're like, ugh, it looks like a, like, it looks like the buffet that you would have at a sad nursing home. Okay. Okay. Oh, God. Yeah, it's really, it's, you're like, oh, yeah, it's awful, right? And then I'll take you to the fancy sizzler where you're like, oh, this thing's like the kind of place they would put blueberry jam on a burger. By the way, oh, everyone should you. know. Everyone should know. I was just listening to, on when I went to go get my McDonald's. I was listening to Taylor's other show, and uh, he, he was talking about how he went and he got sliders and they had onion jam. And I was like, "This bitch loves a fucking jam on his burger, <laughs> whether it's onion jam or blueberry jam. He wants just jam on his burger." Anyway. Was it blueberry or is it blackberry? I don't know. I haven't eaten it. I, feel I like you it's know blackberry I'm, with brie. I'm going to go visit uh, Taylor in the winter of, of 2020. No, you're going to Orlando, which is like 90 minutes away. Well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a trip to – I want to see the land of Taylor, right? Oh, God. No, you don't. <laughs> and I want to – everyone should know, too. Sorry. I know, this, the Just Between Us Girls segment was supposed to end a while ago, but now we're still here. <laughs> We went off. You're welcome, America. Put us off on a tangent. Is you know when you go to Taylor's house, there's uh, I guess also and not only is it the home of Taylor and Babalu, but also slash a toy, a Disney toy museum. So I want to see the Disney toy museum. Yeah, you you remember you said There's, your your sister was coming over and you set up the crystal cases uh, to display all your toys oh, in my house. Yeah. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> so I want to see. I want to see if I can get admission to that. If the curator will let me give me a tour of the museum. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's very very exclusive. I have a dinner of chicken bog. It's another thing that uh, Taylor has. I want to have the whole Taylor the Latte Boy experience. Anyway, um, what were we talking about? 
<laughs> You're oh. welcome, America. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, check them out. It's a great show. This week, seven new drag queens walk into the workroom for the very first time. It's another split premiere episode, and so far, the season is off. Blah, 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 blah. The season is off to a strong start. For the mini challenge, the girls have to show off their fall and spring couture. And in the maxi challenge, the girls have to write their own bitch tracks and choreograph the group routine. On the main stage, the category is Sparkle, and the very special guest judge is Nicki Minaj. All the girls perform well for their first episode, but in a surprise twist. The top two girls lip-sync for a cash tip of $5,000. Gigi Good and Widow Von Du had the honors. Gigi was just good enough, but Widow Von Du swept the floor and took home the top spot. Taylor the Latte Boy named two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Well, I feel like somebody at World of Wonder must have listened to our season six recap <laughs> because they brought back the twist. They brought it back, which I loved that they split it into two groups. I I got to know these girls a little bit more and really, for the most part, enjoyed everybody, including a couple I didn't think I would like. So that in that regards, I'm happy for that. Um, the other thing that I really liked was I am not at all a Nicki Minaj fan. I, I don't get it. Um, I loved her as a judge. I thought that she was fun. She kind of made fun of herself a little bit. She gave very constructive criticism i thought of most if not all of the girls and she seemed i love when when they have people when they have artists on and they perform a song of theirs i know we've seen like ariana grande that's happened with her um and a couple of other ones where uh they just really seem to enjoy watching queens perform their songs and she seemed to be having such a good time and she seemed super excited. She was very fun to watch as a judge. Mm -hmm. Um, The one thing I did not like was, uh, and she's one of, she's one of my top four girls, but I did not like the extraness of Britta. I thought that in the confessionals and sometimes when she was in the workroom, particularly going after widow, she just seemed very extra and, it made it kind of like in the beginning when she first came out, I really liked her. And then there were times where she would say things or she was commenting on the other girls that I'm hoping that she learns to bring it down a notch. Cause if she's going to be at this level all the time, that's going to make it hard for people to love her as much as I, I want to love her. And she made it kind of hard for me to do that last night. You know, How about it's, you? So, it's, it's so funny. I'm going to get to mine in a second because I'm going to comment here. Cause I don't know if we'll get Britta not a really a big presence in this episode. Um, you don't wanna, think? I mean, she. I think there are other people who are bigger presence, you know. In this okay. Episode. But, but anyway, I can't see a moment in the script that I have where I talk about Britta. Um, but uh, so I want to talk about this now is I wonder, and I know you are, you consider yourself a mental health expert. Um, that, uh, but what you are, I will say, undeniably a mental health professional. And you are going yes. to officially diagnose Britta right now. Is <laughs> having never met her, no having watched, never no, met her, thirteen you're put, minutes of screen time. With, yeah, okay, you're yeah, going to sure. put your entire license on the line right now because that's how mm-hmm. confident you are in your diagnosis. But um, Britta, I'm wondering. They, you know, they, the one of the things that keeps coming up about her on the episode is that what a big fucking deal in New York she is, and that she basically yeah. runs New York. The, not runs New York, but she's a big deal in the New York drag scene. Okay. Yeah, and I'm wondering. I will say there is a sort of, uh, equanimity that happens on RuPaul's Drag Race 
when you walk through that when you walk through that workroom, you may people may know who you are, but everybody, whether you're the fresh faced ingenue like Gigi Good mm-hmm. or a seasoned professional like Britta Filter, everybody is on the same you know playing ground. And maybe yeah. that would be very difficult for her to be like, bitch, I'm fucking Britta Filter. Why am I doing this? And I'm having to compete with, you know, Gigi Good, who, yeah, we'll talk about her in a second. So, um, or I, I, she's a terrible example of this, but other queens too, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. basically she's like, I, or let's take uh, Crystal, who I'll talk about in a second, Crystal Method, um, where she might be like, she's the fucking big bitch in Missouri. I'm the big bitch in New York. How am I in like the same yeah. place as she is? So, um, I wonder how much of that is, is that, that we're seeing. That's why she's being so extra. Cause she's like, I'm that bitch. Literally the name of the episode. So, yeah. um, okay. My two things. And the one thing I didn't like are very different for this episode. Then they're, they're different than they usually are in that, you know, usually I say this and this. I said today it's going to be talking about being right and wrong because there's nothing I like more than being right and nothing I hate more than being wrong. Okay. Okay. And there's two ways that I was right and one way that I was wrong. And we're talking about that. So the two things I like, I love being right and I love being right, like you mentioned. <laughs> That the split premiere is the way to do this show. In the first yeah. episode, it gives them so much more freedom. In this episode, we get to know these seven girls so much more than we would if there were 13 girls. And you lose people in the episodes before they go home and all of a sudden they're gone and you didn't get to know them at all. And it doesn't seem fair to them, right? It didn't seem like they got a right. fair shot. Because all those girls are vying for attention. It's so much easier with seven girls. Also, when it's fewer girls, they can do a more look-based challenge, like a challenge like this. Even though they did pull this off with like 13 or 14 girls in season seven, we got to spend more time with the look. And then it wasn't like boom, 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 because it burned yeah. the looks. And, and so you know get, I love that. You know yeah. I love a look-filled episode. So. Yeah, you, a lot of people do. I like them too, Taylor. I like them too. I just don't like to <laughs> you talk just don't about like to them. talk about them. Except now on the new Patreon show, Rulaska Thoughts, where we'll be looking at the looks on Crowdcast, and I think I can be fairly confident to say it's not with the paper. The ink is still not even signed. The signature is not signed, but it looks like Natalie might join me this week for the looks. My cousin Natalie, okay. who is a designer, anyway, and everyone loves her, and you will too. <laughs> I do love Natalie. I've, seen, I've heard Natalie on your yeah, show. Yeah, she's really good. She, she's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, okay. And maybe some people from the audience, you know who you are. There's someone who wants to do the looks with me. I don't know why. Anyway, um, so she has a mom. I'll put it that way. <laughs> so uh, what I was going to tell you is. Um, so, so you like the split. Oh, yeah. I like the split. Okay. So I love being right about the split. Another way I like being right is mm-hmm. I called it, I called it on the Meet the Queens, this Widow Von Du, I said, now look, her look at Meet the Queens was not, it was pretty crappy, but her charisma and her uniqueness and her nerve came through and oh, on yeah. the Meet the Queens, and uh, I said, this is going to speak to what RuPaul likes. RuPaul likes that 
bitch that Widow Von Du is. Yeah. And it's going to speak. It's gonna, she's going to do, I don't know if she's going to do well in the competition, but she's she's going to catch Ruzai very quickly. And it happened. Yes. Widow was excellent on this episode. Uh, yeah. Hopefully she's able to, to propel that all the way through the entire season, but was fantastic on this episode. And so I like being right. The one thing I was wrong, and I will say in this case, I was happy I was wrong. And you didn't mention this as a surprise. I was so wrong about Crystal Method based on the Meet the Queens. I think Crystal Method is, if she keeps it up, is destined to be a phenomena like, not, I'm not saying she is, like a Katya, like, uh, you know, someone quirky like that. Now, Taylor's making a face. Taylor, go ahead. Disagree with me so I can fight with you. I, okay. I enjoyed Crystal method <laughs> mm-hmm. let me let me i enjoyed crystal method more than i expected to mm-hmm. and i feel like the fact that they were down to seven mm-hmm. instead of the usual 13 or 14 allowed them allowed her to not feel and nobody felt like a filler queen in this mm-hmm. episode everybody mm-hmm. felt like they had a right to be there and i feel like she benefited from that i, I her looks for the most part, there was she had one or two looks that I liked out of like the four or five that we saw. But for the most part, there's I, I, they're gonna go after her being so much accessorizing and so much with the makeup and so much. I I can see that coming. Um, I she's she's okay. I mean, oh no, I, no. I, well, okay. See this, is, but this is where this is. I love fucking fighting with you, son of a bitch. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this is exactly what I'm talking about though. Is now I I don't, look, Katya wasn't a show years ago, so get over it, right? I still feel this way, and you, you know, we just redid season seven, and mm-hmm. um and I, I still feel this way is Katya is an amazing television personality. I just don't know. In season seven, I think she's better in All Stars too. But in season seven, I just don't know how strong of a competitor she was, right? Okay. And that's what I'm when I'm likening her to a Katya. Like, is she won America's heart through her quirkiness, and that's that has nothing to do with her in the competition. And what? But it's so funny when you mentioned the accessorizing. Now I get what she was doing in Meet the Queens, but it didn't play off well in Meet the Queens because we didn't know who she was. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I, I guess Taylor. It just she feels- had the she had the band One Direction tattooed on her in I don't remember if it was Farsi or Arabic, but she had it uh-huh. tattooed on her. And she doesn't speak those languages. Okay, well, basic white girls do that all the time, where they have you know the recipe to chocolate chip cookies in Chinese on the back of their arm. That, but that, they don't know that that's... she has it on purpose done that way. It's so funny. <laughs> I, I I want to see more of her, whereas in the beginning when we did the Meet the Queens, I was sort of very dismissive. Um, I just – I feel like she – you know, the, some of the looks were great, mm-hmm. but so, but they all seemed very – where she's almost hiding behind the makeup. Like the clown outfit when she first came in, it felt like you couldn't really see her face. And even the devil look, you can't really – see who she is when other queens have completely covered their face mm-hmm. for everybody from kimchi 
to um, I, I know Sasha did one one time where, where you can't you can still see them underneath. Mm-hmm. It feels too early for you to be like hiding your face to where you can't actually see who the person is. And you can't recognize them in a room full of queens where you can't. When Kim Chi would do the thing of where she had like the black and white where she was like kind of half moon, half sun. You knew it was Kim Chi because you had seen Kim do other looks prior to. This seems too early to be one of that where you cover it. It's similar to the Dragula girls. When some of the Dragula girls, when they cover their face completely, you don't really know. You, it's hard to differentiate between yeah. who they are. I see what I, you're I want to know more, but I just don't. I, I feel like it's too early to be that in your face. I see what you're saying, but what I'm telling you is I think maybe this is why I clicked with her early on, is I feel... She sees the. I, I know there's a better word for this, but I can't think of it right now. She, I'm not a human thesaurus, Taylor. She sees <clears throat> the falseness of RuPaul's Drag Race, which I think all the girls do. But she's also willing; she's brave enough to laugh at it in the face of the camera, and I think that's really a wise choice. Well, but I, I think saw, if that, if she, yeah. she's got that. That means that she is a lot smarter than I'm giving her credit for. Because if that's picked up on, that she's laughing in the face, she'll be she'll be gone just because of that. Because Rue's not going to tolerate that. No, I, but I think she does it in a way that's respectful. Like, t- like that's a f- okay. Let uh, I think we're we're going to talk about her in a second anyway. So let's just jump into this show, okay? Okay. And then because because then we're going to do the entrance looks and then talk about them all over again. Um, okay, first one into the workroom is Britta Filter. She's 34. Oh, I think they don't call her Britta Filter on the show. They just call her Britta, right? They call uh, her Britta, yeah. Yeah, Britta, 34, from New York City. She comes in. Now, her line is, here we go, sis. Y'all thirsty? Uh, like I said, she's well-known in New York City. Also, not a black woman. I assume she says this in her confessional that people assume she's black, but she's actually a Polynesian princess. Uh, I did. I assume she was a black woman. Uh, your yeah. thoughts on Britta Filter and her entrance and everything, Taylor? Uh, I liked the look. I thought she was cute as a boy. Um, mm-hmm. And I wrote down Polynesian and also very funny. Mm-hmm. She definitely was where she was trying to get the zingers in. Yeah. No other thoughts on her in entrance? No. All right. Very good. Next we have Nikki Dahl. She's 26 uh, from New York City via Paris. Oh, no, from Paris via New York City. I don't know which one it is. Uh, she came in and she said, well, it was a long flight. Now, she says she's inspired by 90s fashion, and she's only been in the U.S. for a year and a half. She came here from Paris. Taylor, your thoughts on Nikki Dahl? Um, I definitely get the inspiration from 90s style fashion, 90s supermodels, that sort of thing. Her look, I was expecting more. I was expecting more from her. It seemed very For the entrance look or for the the entrance look? Oh, no. We're going to talk about at least one of her looks uh, from the runway later. Mm -hmm. But I thought her entrance look, I was a little underwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Uh, It just seemed very, I mean, I get that she was trying to do the red, white, and blue of the, of the French flag. Mm -hmm. um, Almost a nautical type theme, but it wasn't, it wasn't definitely wasn't my favorite look. I'm I'm trying to get sexy for Taylor and unbutton this top button, but it's not working. Cause it looks like I'm like, okay, there we go. That did not work (laughs) at all. Actually. Suddenly you're Coco from fame, <laughs> taking off your top, crying, crying, holding onto your breasts. Do you like what you see? Not Paint really. me like those French girls. <laughs> what, going to show a little shoulder? Paint me like those French girls, Taylor. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Anyway, uh, Nikki Doll, you know, actually, I remember when I saw the Meet the Queens video thinking she's going to be fierce, but she's going to be cold and unrelatable. And I didn't find her as cold as I thought she would be. And I didn't find her as unrelatable as I thought she would be. I thought she actually, they did a good job making her very relatable, and especially in the confessionals, I thought. Right. Well, with the, with the difficulty with her English with her English but But she seemed annoyed a couple of times where where they would ask her and she's just kind of rolled her eyes and she she so that's she's got to be careful with that yeah but no but what I'm saying is she made a really good point in Untucked and so like sometimes I'll be honest with you there could be some little bit of racism here is that because she's white I think well that's we'll talk about that in a second but um where I feel with the Puerto Rican girls when they have an accent they play uh like the silly music like bump 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 you know, when they're making fun of their accent, yeah. where with her, they gave her sort of the benefit of the doubt. Uh, yeah. And they they made it very clear that she's really smart. She just has trouble communicating her language. She even articulates that in Untucked. So um, well, the other thing, too, is the way she paints her face. I thought she was a lot. God, how do I put this? A more pale skin than she is. She actually has some flavor to her. It seems like she might be part Moroccan because she mentioned that she went to Morocco at a young age. She hasn't said yeah. it explicitly, but uh, but she is darker than I thought she would be. She's not yeah. like a very pale French girl, you know. Uh-huh. All right, next we have the widow Von Du, and uh, she's thirty years old from Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, her phrase was "Relax your throat, bitches, because you're gagging." Uh, she's the nastiest bitch from Kansas City, according to her, and her nick her nickname is Thickums. Taylor, you're <laughs> I miss that. <laughs> yeah, your thoughts on uh the widow von Du. I'm putting the the she doesn't call herself the widow von Du, but I'm calling her that. The widow von Du. So um I for, uh, the first thing I wrote was 30. <laughs> she no. doesn't look 30. She looks older than 30. Well, come on. Um, let's. She looks 30 the way Ginger Minj looked 29 in, <laughs> exactly. in her season. And if people don't remember, um, Ginger Minj claimed to be 29 on her season. Yeah. Uh, I thought her look was disappointing, her entry look. And I thought her makeup, her face looked ashy to me. Like it just, it what it wasn't a great. Look, you're making a face. Did I say something racist or did I say something that you're trying to remember? No, you didn't say anything racist at all. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So, yeah, no, I just didn't. I didn't necessarily care for the the gray. The, the gray on this, the, the skin is mm-hmm. not great. But I loved I loved her personality. I loved her, the, how she sounded when she came in. And I loved her. I loved her energy. All right. Very good. Uh, I liked her too. I think you know if she has a problem on this show, if she has a problem on this show, it's going to be due to the fact that she um, it, it it's going to be the wardrobe choices. I think it is, uh, but I think she has everything else. She has the personality down. She's great television. Uh, we'll talk about her lip sync in a bit. That was a fantastic lip sync, but I almost wonder if she spent all her lip sync money on that one lip sync so to speak um that's that's a concern for me too yeah um and uh i don't know but i like i like her personality a lot she's great television uh and um yeah all right she has the potential to be the narrator of the season potential to be narrator of the season. next we have jackie cox she's 34 from new york city she came in and she said uh i'm jackie salam 
the Middle Eastern drag princess has arrived. She's actually good friends with Britta. They know each other from New York. And Britta doubts her, but Britta doubts Jackie's ability to bring glamour to the show. Uh, Taylor, your thoughts on Jackie Cox? I was not a fan of the opening look, her entry, her entry look. It was very basic to me. Mm-hmm. I get that she was almost kind of going for a 50s, like Minnie Mouse type mm-hmm. vibe, but it just didn't, that, that's not how I would have put my first foot forward mm-hmm. on that if it was me. Um, she's very cute as a boy. She's, she's, she's very cute as a boy. And okay, she, she also kind of reminds me of Mike Lawson, your co-host on in looks with if Mike had a bigger nose. I don't agree with that. Okay. But well, I mean, I mean it as a compliment. I mean, to Mike. Maybe that's why I don't, maybe that's why I don't agree with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, she, uh, Jackie Cox can get it as a boy. Oh my <laughs> fucking God. How fucking cute is this Jackie Cox? And I had forgotten, not that this was something that I'm, Constantly thinking about, I forgot. I have a thing for Persian men. I love me a Persian man, right? Well, who is somebody that you and I both have a big crush on that we talk about all the time in private conversations? The Pope. <laughs> well, he's not Persian; he's Argentinian. Yeah, but uh, Andy Baragani from Bon Appetit, who's Iranian. Mm-hmm. I know. I love me mm-hmm. a Persian man. You know that guy Danny, who I was thinking about dating, but unfortunately, people have to consent to that. He uh, <laughs> he's half Persian. He's half Persian, <laughs> half Persian, half Norwegian. Oh, uh, that's an interesting combination. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, Jackie Cox. You know, I, I think we maybe have predicted this on Meet the Queens. I like her, and I don't know maybe because of the glasses and the pithy comments. She kind of gave me a Robbie Turner vibe. So I could see that. I could see that. I'm thinking, and also Robbie Turner was sort of uh, uh, retro too. Um, so I hope she's not a liar like Robbie Turner. But uh, the point is, <laughs> uh, just like Robbie Turner, I see her going about halfway and then petering out. But I don't know. That's just my. I can see her going far, and then all of a sudden it's just like, okay, now we have to get we have to widow this down. Widow right. undo this. Yeah. Down. No, I I I agree with that. I definitely see her in Match Game. What about in Snatch Game? Or Snatch Game. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while since I've done one of these. I don't remember all the vernacular. People don't believe him. In the <laughs> off-season, he did an entire season of season five with me. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Literally, we just ended it two weeks ago. Shh. All right. Here we go. Next, we have Heidi in Closet. Speaking of age. Oh, no. She could be 24. 24 from Ramser, North Carolina. Uh, she, uh, she came in, she said, America, it's time to stop hiding in the closet. And then she did a tongue trill. Uh, she was giving us her pimptress outfit, as she calls it. And she saw, she sees herself as a performance queen. Taylor Vellante, boy, your thoughts here on Heidi in closet. Well, my first thought when I saw her was what's Mayhem Miller doing here? <laughs> like, I was very like, oh my God, she looks just like me. I, even like to the yeah. point of where, I mean, they both had the long, I think Mayhem kind of was in a burgundy dress when she came in, but it mm-hmm. it, it definitely gave Mayhem Miller vibes. Um, the the uh, the uh, the noise that she made was a little much, but mm-hmm. she was fun. She was silly. Um, I wasn't sure if I wasn't sure what she was going to be like for the episode, and I was pleasantly surprised. Uh-huh. Um, 
I I hope that she's around for a while. She gives me um and I'm not comparing her to this, but I think that she has much like, you know, we just said that Widow is the narrator, mm-hmm. but then you kind of have the backup narrator. I feel like if she, if Heidi sticks around for a while, she could be that in the way that Chi-Chi was that her season where she's kind of I could see Heidi if Heidi goes far being Miss Congeniality. Now, it's important to recognize, once again, I said the same thing about Soju last season and she went home right away. But if Heidi sticks around for a while, she seems to have an energy about her that where she, she doesn't seem to have a um, anything but positivity. We're not seeing, even though she's, she's hard on herself, she doesn't seem to be pushing that out towards other girls. So if she keeps that up, I could see her being a, a contender, let me put it that way, for Miss Congeniality. I think this is one of the queens where you and I differ. First of all, I want to say, I don't know if I agree that Widow Von Du is a narrator of the season. I was just echoing what you said because I'm an effective broadcaster. But also, uh, uh, with Heidi in Closet, um, I found her, you know, she. I found her forgettable in Meet the Queens. And I found her kind of unlikable, and I can't put my finger on why in this episode. I don't know why. I do. I am glad they nailed her. They nailed it on the judges panel when they talked about her her name. Now, by the way, I don't think that they're particularly you know insightful. I think anyone with halfway taste, halfway decent taste, would say that's a horrible drag name. Um, right. But uh, and hopefully they coin a new name for her. But. Um, uh, did I just wheeze with my, with my nose? Like, you did wheeze. This is weird. I was. Well, did it come I, out of your nose. I might have been out of my nose. Okay. Or I'm dying. It's one of the two. Uh, oh, diabetes. Uh, yeah, diabetes. Cough, cough, cough. Diabetes. So, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I did. I didn't uh, particularly care for her. I don't know why. Especially like when, like, I was like, oh, you know, I. I when she confronted Nikki and untucked and was like, what is it you didn't like about my face? And I was like, bitch, give it to her. Nikki, read her, yeah. her filth. Right? <laughs> uh, next, we have Gigi Good, 21, from L.A. Uh, she came in, she said, ahoy. Uh, a lot of the girls, including Nikki Doll, knew who she was through Instagram. And her mom, who is a costume designer, uh, taught her how to sew and is also, I thought it was very clever, her both her real mother and her drag mother, as Gigi yeah. considers it that way. Taylor, your thoughts on Gigi Good? I love the idea. Of, I can't believe no one's done a pirate motif coming in yet. Um, and so I loved that. I wasn't as crazy about the color combination, but I have a feeling that that probably reads better live than it did on the air with the, the with the real thin metallics. And I couldn't tell at times if it was like a. It, it almost looked sometimes where sometimes it looked blue, sometimes it looked teal, sometimes it looked purple. So I wasn't exactly sure what color it was. But I, I'm I'm excited to see her what she brings this season, particularly after that lip sync, and and also her her lyric. Um, she sh- she's shown over the course of the episode that she's much more dynamic than just a look queen. So I'm excited to see her. Let me ask you this question. Something I talked about in the first response last night, which is <sighs> she is so good. And we ha- I haven't seen the other six girls, but she is so good that I wonder. I'm hoping this is not a season eight case where Bob walked in and we're like, well, season's done, you know? Yeah. And because right now it is clear, we we thought this in Meet the Queens, 
And it's clear to me here that Gigi Good is going to be a force to be reckoned with. I don't know what that means for how far she goes in the competition, but she yeah. is going to be a major force to be reckoned with. You can just tell every fucking yes. look was on point. The only thing that might bring her down might be a, an acting challenge, but maybe she's good at that. I can't even tell that. We just know she can't. Yeah, dance. she's the epitome of polished. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or it seems because she's so young and the show, I mean, come on, this is the 12th season. That means when she was. Uh, only like eight or nine years old is when the show premiered. So she was raised on this show. And it's almost like she has trained her whole life to be on this show. Yeah. That I wonder um, if maybe she's just almost like a fembot made for this show. And so she's going to be unstoppable. I don't know, because it just seemed like every choice, except except for not knowing how to dance. Every other thing has been... Really good. Well, I wasn't. We'll find out when we get to the lip sync. I actually wasn't a fan of her lip sync, but we'll we'll get to that. All right. Finally, we have Crystal Method, twenty eight years old from Springfield, Missouri. She came in. She says, "Who's ready to party and play checkers? Anyone?" Because uh, she was wearing a clown outfit. The other queens seemed to be very skeptical of her. At least when she first walked in, I think they they took that back in the um in the I don't remember if it was untucked or if it was during the elimination day. Taylor, your thoughts on Crystal Method? Well, when we did the Meet the Queens, mm-hmm. I, one of the things that I remember that made me laugh was that you wrote when Sherry Pie came out, you wrote, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and when Crystal came out, I wrote, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's all I wrote was just uh-huh. like, that's a lot of look to come in. Where some of the other girls were definitely playing it down, she was playing it up. And mm-hmm. I I kind of don't get. I, I, you know, we talked about this before. I, I want to be able to see your face. I want to be able to see the beauty of who you are. And I feel like the makeup and with the crazy frizzy hair and the big ruffles around the neck and the, it just, it was too much. Plus, again, color choices, the, 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 the weird like avocado green with the limey lemon yellow green and the whole, it was, it was just, a, it just was looked very messy to me. I feel like all of her looks, there is, I can see what she's trying to go for, but it's almost like when you add too much, it just becomes messy. And that's sort of what it that's that's what it felt like to me. You see, this is where I think you and I disagree in that I think what you see as choices, to quote Tatiana, I see as choices. Like, in other words, this is part of the, I feel like you're not seeing the punchline, that this is the, like, she's intentionally choosing, for the very reason you don't like those colors are the reason she chose those colors. And this is what I'm thinking so far, one episode in. I'm telling you, I did a complete 180 on Crystal on this episode, where I'm like, oh, I, now that I see her talking, I get the joke. You know, speaking, this has come up several times this week, but you know, when I first started on Catching Up, remember, you hated me. And mm-hmm. that was because, and this is not the same thing here, actually, but I'll go with me on this, is um, I, I was, how do I put this? I just assumed the audience knew who I was, and so I was being, I was being extra. It's not a good example to say it. I'm not, I'm not giving a good example here. What I'm trying to say is, I think in Meet the Queens, I didn't get the joke because I hadn't seen her all the way up to the episode. Now that and so she just assumed we all seen the joke or that we'll see it later. And now that I've seen I was lumping her with a queen who tries. I I don't even know if I'm articulating this correctly. I now that I've seen more of her and seen who she is and know who she is, the more I get to know her, the more I get the joke. 
that's the way. Well, I'm and I, and I I feel like to a degree I'm doing the same thing, you know, as far as her personality and stuff goes. Mm-hmm. I'm I can see where you would think that way, mm-hmm. and I may be along for the ride as well. I'm just not as far along the ride as you are. Okay. Um, I I just as far as when you look at all of these looks and you have people that are you know literally the person who came in before her was Gigi Good mm-hmm. who we just got done talking about as like a force to be reckoned with mm-hmm. and I said is super super polished so you go from super super polished to killer clown from outer space suddenly walking in it, it's it was jarring had but, Crystal come in later earlier on before Gigi. I might not have had quite the visceral reaction I did. But again, I want to see the beauty. I want to see somebody who where you can you can look at them and you can learn what what they're all about, but also see their face. And I don't feel like I got that from this look. I like some of her other looks mm-hmm. that we're gonna talk about later. This look in particular, if we're focusing just on this, it was not my cup of tea. But what I'm telling you is I think the producers do that as a choice because the producers uh, want to show that uh, difference between Gigi Good. They're highlighting that difference. It's not by accident. They want to highlight, oh, here's someone polishing or something. Yeah, I, I, I get that every decision is crafted. I, I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, this decision was not one that and, and I wasn't thinking that when I watched it. I really just thought that had she come in earlier, I, I just it just wasn't. It, it, I might be being played by the producers as far as that where they, they the my reaction of it is what they want me to have because they're gonna we're gonna watch her blossom into an amazing fierce queen. I just that's just kind of you know I don't dislike her. Why I don't do dislike her, her as there? much as I did from the Meet the Queens video. But I, this just wasn't this wasn't my cup of tea. I, you know, an example from UK is Davina. You and I both hated Davina. True. And then right when she came in, she did the laugh like once or twice. But then you almost immediately like, okay, I get, I get it more. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with Crystal, we're kind of maybe on the same path, or at least a path that's parallel of where, mm-hmm. okay, I understand, I understand a little bit more. It doesn't mean it's my aesthetic. It doesn't mean it's what I like. But I get it, and that's kind of where I am with her. All at right. least at this stage in at the stage in the episode. All right. Well, that's the entrance looks. Taylor, I'm I'm, t- I'm tell you what. Why don't we take a break right here, uh, and then when we come back, we're going to jump into the episode proper. So uh, for everyone listening now, we'll be back right after this. All right, Taylor. We are back from the break. Um, Let's jump into the this is the main show here. Uh, uh, after seven of the girls were in the room and the fake acting was over with, oh yes, <laughs> they're like, well, where are the other girls? Where are they? I'm like, oh god, this is the the fucking word. Never ask these queens to act fake or to fake act. Uh, after seven of the girls were okay, in the room, do you think that was fake though? When they started playing the the music. No, I think they were really reacting to the sound, but I think they knew it was right. But then the confessionals of the what happened? I don't understand. Are there only seven of us? Yes, that part was fake. But I think I think they were genuinely surprised that after seven they started playing the the music. Okay, I'll buy into that. RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's mini challenge. For your very first mini challenge, it's Fashion Week at RuPaul's Drag Race. I want to see all the fun and flavors of fashion as you slay the runway in both a spring and a fall look. All right. 
We're back on the fashion show runway. Rue, Carson, and Michelle Visage are there, accompanied by Raven and Kim K and Kanye West, played by Kamora Black and Mayhem Miller, respectively. Okay, I knew it was Kamora. I didn't realize that was Mayhem. Yeah, Mayhem Miller was playing Kanye West. Okay. And um, Kamora was playing Kim Kardashian. All right, Taylor. Um, we are currently looking right now at uh, the runway. So we're looking at the spring collection right now. And uh, the first okay. one we see coming down the runway here is um, this is Brita Filter. What were your thoughts here on Brita Filter? I love the color. Mm-hmm. I love the color. I, I thought my my one criticism of this was it didn't seem to fit her well. Mm-hmm. I thought the stitching on it was where there was a lot of wrinkles. Okay. Something like that. I want it to be more I, I want it I want it to be more of a polished look. Yeah. Um it just didn't look like it really fit correctly. But mm-hmm. I love the color of that. I'm a huge spring color. That palette, I love that kind of stuff. All right, next down the runway um, we have. Uh, I'm just gonna go with the video. You have to time it to the video, t- right. Taylor. Next okay. down the runway we have. Is that who is that? Oh, it's Nikki. That's Doll. Nikki Doll. She is wearing a lavender dress with flowers, like it's a like a lavender color. I did not like this look at all. I did not like the flowers hanging off the oh, really? one tit. Yeah, no, it was it. not. It was not what I was really all about. All right, next um, we have who's this? Widow Von Du wearing oh, like Von a du. neoprene neon. The neon seems to be her color, which I a color palette which I appreciate and love, mm-hmm. and I love that I love that it made her thicker, mm-hmm. and I mean that as a compliment. It means that she is all about showing off her body and all of that about accentuating and appreciating it. And I I loved this look. I thought it was oh I you loved it, it. very kind of Missy yeah. Elliott. There seems to be a vibe she has. Yes, right. They they referred to it as Missy Elliott earlier on, and I definitely I I can see that. Okay. But and next, I like the hair too. Next we have Jackie so, Cox here. Walking Jackie with, Cox. Yeah. Looking very mod squad, very yeah. uh go-go dancer 1968. Mm-hmm. Uh I love again bright colors. I love it. I love the neon boot. Mm-hmm. I love the hair with the little cr- spit curls along mm-hmm. the sideburns and yeah. she she looked her I feel like she takes us on a character arc through all of her outlook looks for the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. And this is just the beginning of that. All right, so, next we have uh Heidi in closet. Heidi in closet. I love the I love the the watercolor type print. I feel like I said the the hat was just too much. Um she's almost going for almost like an Egyptian type thing. I feel like the hat I think I think the, the fashion gods knocked the hat off. Yeah, she saying it was just hat. too much and that's why they didn't want it on there. If she didn't have that on and she had or if the hat was shorter, I think it would have been even I think it would have I think it would have been a great, great look, but this was just a a really good look. And her hat fell off, and she kept going. She did not, and she she kept going. Yeah, she kept going. Bra, I will give her that. Bravo to her. Next, we have Gigi. Good. Before you hijack this, I thought I love this look. Go. Okay. <laughs> I I love the look. I love the colors. I love the helmet. I love everything about it. Sorry, I didn't real. I thought you were just asking my opinion. No, Go I ahead. want your opinion. I have a whole other show where I've been talking about this. Go ahead. Okay. And that that's it, it's again polish. It's all yeah. about polish. Yeah. Uh, next we have uh, who? Is, oh, this is uh, this is uh, Crystal, Crystal Method. Method. Yeah. I love the print. I thought the print was a very fun print, but again, mm-hmm. you can't really see your face. It's just there's too much up around the face, mm-hmm. and we don't we can't see. You can't look at her and go, "Oh, that's Crystal Method," because you 
you can't recognize her right away. It's too early for you to be completely covering your face like that, I think. All right. Now it's time for the fall looks. Once again, Britta Filter walking through. Give us your thoughts, Taylor. I love the color blocking. I love the I love the the fit fits better than the last one. I love the hair. She's kind of giving me Ursula. Like if mm-hmm. Ursula was on Broadway, like I could see her I could see her performing as as this character. Um and I mean that as a positive because I it's sort of you have like a seafoam seaweed mm-hmm. look around her. Great, great look. All right. Next we have Nikki Dahl. Nikki Dahl, one of my favorite looks. I said I said to my husband, I said Jean-Paul Gaultier as soon as she came out, and they all took focus on the fact that it was very Gautier. This is what I think Nikki will bring as far as high concept, high fashion. I love, I love the bow tie. I love the slick back hair. I love the kind of suit coat. Everything about it was great. All right, next we have the Widow Von Du. Possibly my least favorite look. As much as I love her spring look, the fall look, I am never a fan of nude as a color. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they refer to it as beige in this, um, but it I, the, the the cut of the outfit, sort of a pantsuit skirt hybrid, mm-hmm. was okay. I loved her hair, hair very Shaka Khan. Mm-hmm. Um, just it was it was a lot of it was. I like the hair, but from the neck down, not a fan. All right, next we have Jackie Cox. So Jackie Cox, if you're looking at this as a character arc, it's sort of where she went from where she was a girl in the beginning of the 60s to where now she's a woman in the 70s, oh. um, this character. And I I love everything about it. I love that it's yellows and browns, which is very 70s, very late 60s, uh, mm-hmm. early 70s. Yeah. Um, I love the hair. I love just a great, great character arc. All right. Next, we have Heidi in Closet. Heidi in Closet, wearing almost like a patchwork where it's all very autumnal colors. I wanted to like this look more. Mm-hmm. I, I like the hair. I like the accessories. There was something about it that just didn't speak to me. I think if this had been a spring in spring colors, mm-hmm. I think it would have been great, but yeah. not not my favorite. All right, Gigi Good. Gigi Good came out sort of like a horse jockey. I I, I love this. I loved it when Davina did it on UK. I guess my one complaint is I don't feel like it needed the nipple. Uh, the nipple rings. Oh, I, I think that uh, no, see, because it's because she's giving you boy chest with it. So um, okay I, I get what she's going for, but I know you're all about that. But it's just it it wasn't my favorite. All right, and finally we have Crystal Method, probably my favorite look of the night. But go ahead. Okay, and Crystal, it's one of those that I I juxtapose between liking it and not liking it. Like within the thirty seconds she was there, I liked it, then I didn't like it, then I liked it, then I didn't like it. So, and that's one of those things that I'm like, okay, I want to see more from her because I feel like this mm-hmm. is going to be an interesting way to interesting way to do. For those this. of you listening, she came out like in a Freddy Couture, like Freddy Krueger Couture. Uh, yeah, and it was fantastic. All right, so that was in a very reasonable amount of time. And for those of you who are watching live on the Crowdcast, you got to see the looks as we were going through it. Um, and a uh, good job, thank you, Taylor. Now, are you happy that we were able to do that, Taylor? Yes, I am. I was a little when you said you were going to do the looks. I was like, oh, I like talking about, especially on a show that this was all really a lot about looks. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, if you want to do that that way from now on, where I could just kind of knock them out real fast, I will. Do yeah, that. I will do my best. All right, that'll be hard when there's fourteen of them and they're flashing through them really fast. Mm-hmm. But I will well, you got to go. That's why it has to go fast. That's the thing. All right, and but we have to do a better job too of telling what they wear. Probably by the time you say what they wear, they've gone through. 
You know, yeah. but but that's going to be the challenge, Taylor. That's going to be the challenge. All right, back in the workroom, the queens get out of their drag and take a peek at each other for the first time. Nikki's hiding the Eiffel Tower. Oh wait, you know what? Let me do that again. Back in the workroom, the queens get out of the drag and take a peek at each other for the first time. Nikki's hiding the Eiffel Tower. Crystal has a mullet, and Nikki thinks Heidi looks like a lemur. Uh, next, RuPaul entered the workroom and announced this week's maxi challenge. Now, for your first maxi challenge, you'll be performing the badass rap single, I'm That Bitch. <laughs> now, each of you needs to write her own verse, and as a group, you need to work together on the choreography. Oh. <laughs> back in the workroom, the queens get out. Oh, I read that one. Back in the workroom, Crystal says she's never sung karaoke. Widow thinks she's going to do well. And uh, Britta announces that she went to school for musical theater. Meanwhile, on the other side of the room, Jackie doesn't know how good her lyrics are going to be. Gigi says she can't even touch her toes. And Widow is a little frustrated that these queens can't dance. On the main stage, Heidi and Widow are co-choreographers. Gigi struggles. Widow repeats the same dance moves. Jackie and Britta clash with Widow, and Widow is voted off the island. Heidi uh, in Closet agrees to take the lead as the choreographer. Taylor, a lot going on there, and yet not much at all. What were your thoughts on everything that transpired? Well, this is kind of definitely the beginning of the do I like Britta or do I not like Britta? Mm-hmm. Um, because she definitely and she seems to be going for Widow. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's where she feels like there's only room for one big girl on the competition mm-hmm. or what, but it feels like that's the one she's she's pointing her attention at the most. Mm-hmm. And I find it interesting that she's talking shit about and she's kind of making all these side comments. But then when it comes down to choreography, she's like, you know, I can't dance. I'm the slowest one who has to learn things when we do it back home. That sort of stuff. If you can't keep up, shut up. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of what this feels like as far as the, you know, until I get that you're trying to scope everybody out. I get you're trying to be the biggest fish in the pond. But if you, if you don't have the skills, if you think you don't have the skills to back it up, talking shit, you know, at the very least, they're going to edit that to make you look like a fool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, what's so funny, I don't want to say this now, we're going to save it for uh, when we did, you know, at the end when we wrapped everything up, but this was a fantastic episode. Uh, up there, I don't know how the whole season's going to be, but up there with one of the stronger premieres in recent memory. And um, to the point where I didn't, when when they were lip syncing, I was like, wait, no, what? It can't, all, it, the hour and a half can't be over now, right? Yeah. Uh, I thought it was only like maybe you know, nine o'clock, not, not nine 30. And so, uh, but I will say in this part, this is the soft underbelly of it all. Uh, not really much happened. Cause it seemed like these girls for the most part got along still, it went by in terms of a visual television experience. It went by very quickly, but there's really not much to analyze here. What are we gonna talk about? Nikki has a huge dick. Um, <laughs> And so, uh, and I also think a lot of the choreography stuff was a lot of, uh, it was a much do, much of Widow Von Do about nothing. And um, that was so fucking clever. I got to give myself <laughs> props on that one. No, slow the clap down. Yeah. Slow the clap down. You need to, you need to really give yourself, yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, um, if they ever do a Shakespeare challenge, I gotta write to RuPaul that she should use that line. She can have it. Uh, yeah, okay. so the, I didn't really see that there was that much drama. Or that's why I lumped it all together to analyze. They really don't have much to say, even though I just talked for a minute. Uh, do you have any other thoughts on this whole segment, Taylor, before I move on to Elimination Day? 
Widow looks like somebody, and I can't fit. And when she oh, you tried to say all black people look alike, Taylor. This racism has to stop if we're gonna get <laughs> if we're gonna heal as a country. It's gonna have to stop. No, who who do you think she looks like? I don't know. She looks like somebody famous, and I'm trying to figure out who it is. Wheezy Jefferson. You are so <laughs> racist, Taylor. No, you know she does. She looks like a comic. Um, I can't remember who the comic is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh, Haley's mom, according to the chat room, says the, the guy who plays Candyman in the old '80s horror movie. But Taylor doesn't okay. watch horror. I don't watch horror movies now. But I think I, I, think I about know the guy from I the Green Mile. Guy is. The guy from the Green Mile, Taylor. Maybe is that who you're saying? Michael Clark Duncan. No, she doesn't look like. Mike. I mean, she's a big girl, but she doesn't look like Michael Clark Duncan. R.I.P. You said Wheezy Jefferson, and I'm like, she kind of does look like Isabel Sanford a little bit. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Uh, let's move on. It's elimination day, and the queens are getting ready for the runway. Heidi announces that the night before she had an allergic reaction and had to go to the ER. Jackie talks about her Persian background, and Nikki shares her difficulty with living in a foreign country where it's not okay to be gay. Widow denies she's frustrated about what happened the day before, but she really is and doesn't want to be thrown under the bus. Taylor, your thoughts on the um, elimination day? Well, we're definitely seeing this season, at least this episode, and with the theme that they used for the Meet the Queens and everything, Rue feeling very passionately about the current state of the government and stuff. And I mm-hmm. feel like the discussions about Persia and Morocco, that that was done on purpose, mm-hmm. I think, in talking about that, that's showing like, you know, what we have as a country, the rights that we as gay people have, because we also get to choose our own family, Mm -hmm. but we also, um, the rights that we have that you don't have in other countries. So Mm -hmm. I can appreciate that discussion. I'm glad Mm -hmm. that they, I I almost wish they would have had that discussion with the larger group Mm -hmm. once the other, once the other Queens got here. Um, but it's, I think, I think it's important. I mean, we even see at the end, we see where the the girls are holding the signs that say for vote.gov and and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so I thought it was good. The one thing that I thought was interesting was Heidi came out and said, I went to the ER last night because I had an allergic reaction. And the first thing they showed was Jackie saying, but we need you to dance. (laughs) Like, no, no, like, are you okay? (laughs) Did they put you on medicine? You know, and I'm sure that there probably were questions like that that were edited out, but I thought that was a really odd choice for an edit as far as the, you know, there was something very Todrick Hall about that of the, you yeah. know, well, girl, I don't know what you're going to do. <laughs> well, I um, wonder if, let's say we buy the edit as is, right? Let's say we buy the edit yeah. as is. I wonder how much of it is because I will say, and I'm not going to blame Heidi in Closet. I'm sure this was producer driven, but she did sort of shoehorn that in there. You know, it was sort of like, oh, well, is everybody ready for today? And she's like, I mean, I guess I could be, but I didn't really get to practice y'all like y'all did because um, I don't know if you all know this, but I was rushed to the ER, which you know they all fucking knew this. But I was rushed to the ER, I broke out in hives, and then they were like, what? Anyway, can you dance? But I'm wondering if they were, cause they were like, <laughs> well, you're, bitch, you're here, so obviously you're okay, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was I was actually really moved by the whole because you know that's something that we take for granted here in the United States, even though it mm-hmm. wasn't that long ago. Very, I mean, within everybody's recent memory, that gays couldn't get married and gays, you know, and still there are parts of the country where gays, it's not okay to be gay. Um, 
But I think it's very easy for us who watch RuPaul's Drag Race to lose sight of that. And but we, and yeah. even though in this country it might not be okay to be gay, it is one of these things where you could be jailed and or killed in another country. Yeah. And I think it's sometimes always um, good to be reminded of that. What did you think about the part where Widow Von Du after she's okay? Again, once again, in the commercial, yes. they lie. And they make it seem right. like she's... Yeah. And then she's like, I'm fine. What were your thoughts yeah. there, Taylor? Uh... I think that Widow, I think we are seeing again, because she Mm -hmm. talks about it a little bit in Untucked, Mm -hmm. was recognizing the role of the editors and recognizing the edit and how it could become off as narrated in that, you know, I I could be the one that you all throw Mm -hmm. under the bus if the choreography doesn't go the way that it's supposed to. I've seen this happen a million times on this show. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I was frustrated. You know, and I still don't trust y'all yet. I don't mm-hmm. know anybody yet. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to, I, I, at the very least, I'm going to play it off like, no, I'm okay. But I think there were still a little bit of hurt feelings about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, totally agree. I think I think she was hurt. But, you know, and that's, let's actually, let's actually, I want to come back to this. I think this is important, but I think it, it connects to this. Let's go to the main stage. Nicki Minaj walks out as RuPaul and Michelle once again. Oh, she walks out as RuPaul and Michelle once again proves why she can't land an acting job, even when a part, <laughs> even when a part is written for her on her best friend's television show, she can't get that job. Michelle is the worst actress. Like, Carson's yeah. a little better, but at least Carson's not trying to be an actor. She is so bad. She's like, who? Oh, what? This is, this, what is Nicki Minaj walking out? Like, I mean, I thought it was actually a very clever, cute way to bring... Because you have to... First, you can't just go like, oh, it's Nicki Minaj. You know? Like, you have right. to have an and entrance for her. I missed that. I was actually taking a note. I was writing something. And then I looked up and suddenly like, why is Nicki Minaj there? But I saw like a split second of Michelle looking with this big mouth. Like, yeah. like surprise. So I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to go back and watch it another time, but yeah. I, got, I got the gist of it. But the joke was funny when the seconds. music the music starts, like, you hear saying your music again, like, oh, no, she's coming. You don't get it. <laughs> yeah. It was a very clever, it was yeah. a cute way of doing it, where she said she's trying to, like, shuffle, like, yeah. you know, Mrs. Wiggins from the Carol Burnett show. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was, it was was cute. Nick, yeah. Nick, but I get it. Nikki was a really good sport. Yeah. She didn't try to come off with that persona. Mm-hmm. That, you know, she, she, she was there. It felt like she was there. To have fun. But do you I think, mean, and this is when I wish we had a person of color here, uh, instead of the white devil like you, and um, where, it's, <laughs> <laughs> where you think maybe like, and, and it's, I, Nicki Minaj was so charming on this episode that perhaps when, and this can often happen with women or people of color, so obviously a woman of color, where when they stand up for themselves, they're labeled that bitch to go with the theme of the episode. Oh, because they don't let people walk all over them. They're that bitch, you know? And maybe that's what it is. Nikki just doesn't let people walk all over her. And because she stands up for herself, people... Now, I don't know the whole Nicki Minaj history. And I know people will send me like, no, but she got in a fight with this person right here because Taylor Swift didn't do this. And you're like, okay, okay, calm down. Right? Yeah. But uh, maybe I it j- is. I'm not a huge... Okay, I will say this. I am not a huge rap fan. No. But... but, A person who references Laura Branigan in his episode isn't a huge rap fan? (laughs) I love Laura Branigan. Shut up. Mm -hmm. But I will say that most of... If you were to look through on my iTunes or Apple Music, most of the rap 
that I do have is female rappers. Mm-hmm. It tends to be a lot of old school female rappers. So it tends to be old Queen Latifah. It tends to be mm-hmm. Salt and Pepper. Yeah. Um, I do have one or two Nicki Minaj songs. I'm just not. I'm not a big fan of that persona that she gives off and when she's rapping the 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 character she plays while she's rapping Mm -hmm. um and so i went into this assuming she and it's i i assumed it so it's on me i assumed that she was going to be like that or some degree of that Mm -hmm. while she was while she was judging and she did she wasn't that way at all she seemed very, she seemed very engaged. She seemed very where she was just having fun. A lot of times when we see her, whether she's rapping or she's getting awards, she's work, she's working towards a goal. And I respect that. I just, it's just not what I want to see. I want to, I want to see fun. I want to have, I want to play music. That's fun. Mm-hmm. I want to see people having fun. And this was an example of that, that I really enjoyed. You use the word charming. Charming is not a word I would ever use to describe her. And I found her to be super, super charming. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now, so the, the, the reason I was kind of rushing to this is I want to talk. Let's talk about the bitch track number. Uh, I'm that bitch. What did you think of the number as a whole? Were there any standouts? And then I will talk about what Ilvan do on, in, when we talk about that. I thought it was great. Yeah, they did. A really I thought good job. I thought there was not really one weak one in the group. Yeah. I mean. You know, I mean, I I get that they were kind of going a little bit for uh, Britta and Nikki, mm-hmm. but even then, I, I I enjoyed both of their I enjoyed I enjoyed all seven tracks very very much. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, very good. Well, the point I was going to make was the choreography, especially for for the fact that like some of them couldn't dance and whatnot, was mm. very well done. And maybe Widow Von Du, sometimes people are really good dancers for themselves. Kennedy Davenport's a really good example. Um, but, um, oh, by the way, speaking of great line from Crystal, when she said that she was the, the dancing diva, you know, she's known as, and they're like, are you really known as that? And she's like, no. That's so, yeah. so funny. <laughs> I don't know why you don't get the whole Crystal method thing. Anyway, I get on, get on I board, Taylor. Get it. Uh, I'm like Daniel in season seven for Katya. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this ginger minge. No, everything she does is horrible. Everything, and but then everything Katya did was amazing and wonderful and perfect and beautiful and looked like Linda Evangelista. Anyway, uh, and you know he listens to the show. We're gonna get in trouble. I'm so bad. Okay, <laughs> we're not. The next time I go to Disney with him, I'm gonna have to hear about it. Yeah, but that's right. fine. Okay, so anyway, um, yeah. So I think maybe they made the right choice. Maybe Widow Von Du. Wasn't the best choreographer. Maybe she was always doing that stupid move all the time. Um, yeah. All right, Taylor, before we get to the looks, I want to talk about something here. Uh, if you're not on Patreon, you're not doing drag. If you're not following us on Patreon, uh, we have these new tiers now. If, you, if And I'm not going to plug one right now, which is the $5 premium tier. For $5 a month, Taylor, you get so much content. In fact, to the point where... Um, the other people who like I talked to on Patreon, they were telling me like, Joe, there are podcasts that charge so much more for like less. Like there's one podcast that charges ten dollars a month and you get one forty five minute bonus episode a month. And I was like, What the oh. fuck am I doing? They're like, Yeah, you're undercharging. <laughs> but I'm like, Why <laughs> I could be doing one extra episode a month? Anyway, um, but this is what you get for five dollars a month on the premium tier. A, you get 
this show. Well, first you get the first response. You get it on Crowdcast. You get to watch it. We did it last night, Taylor. It was so much fun. It was basically a talk show. Listeners came on the air. They came on the screen. We talked about their first response. We met them. Everyone got to give their opinion about the show. I gave my opinion of the show. And it's immediately after the East Coast premiere. All right? The first response. And that's for Patreon only. Then you have this show. Um, you get it on Saturday. So you get it two days early, no commercials, and with extra content. Then you get um, then you get the rumor mill, okay? Which you get that two days early with extra content and no commercials. Then you're gonna get the new Rulaska thoughts, where once everybody has weighed in, okay, on this episode. So I've read Reddit. I don't know what they think. Sometimes new facts come out where you learn, like, uh, shocking news. Heidi in Closet was sick, and Jasmine Masters played it for the second half. And I'm like, what? You know? And so, like, <laughs> everything that we miss gets talked about in real life. But also, we do an in-depth dive into the look. Taylor, I would have you on that show, but you don't want to come on it. And then on Thursday... <laughs> <laughs> On Thursdays, you get the pit crew, which is two straight guys treat RuPaul's Drag Race the way, the, with the same level of seriousness as they do sports. They fight about it. They have a fantasy league. They're trying to win a prize. It's one of the favorite shows on this network. All this, Taylor, all this drag content for $5 a month. So to get that, go to patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Support LGBTQ content. Uh, that's where all the money goes to. And then look at the other tiers that are there. There might be tiers that interest you, but that's the entrance here, Taylor. I just wanted to say that now it is time for the looks. We're gonna do the same thing we did last time, Taylor. Here we go. We are going to, um, for those of you who are following along, you're gonna to to watch the video. And Taylor has this is the fun part now. I didn't realize this. Oh, god, Taylor right. has to do everything as they, so in other words, as they go, he has to, uh, Get it done. Here we go. So we're starting now. The, now the category is, and I'm I'm just gonna say the queen's name, and that's it. And then Taylor has to go. This is the challenge here. And you also have to figure out a way in a very short way, Taylor, to describe what they're wearing for people who are only listening. All right. Okay. Here we go. Right. Um, the theme is sparkle. The theme category is sparkle. Here we go. It's starting right now. All right. First one up, I believe, is Britta, isn't it? The first one up is Britta. I had written down Jennifer Lewis realness. Uh -huh. She is wearing a white pantsuit um, that flares out at the sides uh, with her hair in a, in a white wrap mm -hmm. um, and an updo. She's big, big, beautiful girl where she's got sparkles. I like the look. It was it was a fun, sparkly look, um, but she looked just like Jennifer Lewis. But that's not a bad thing because Jennifer mm -hmm. Lewis is beautiful. Mm -hmm. All right. Next, we have Crystal Method. Crystal Method came out dressed like the devil in a sparkly devil suit um, and red makeup, which also unfortunately was on her white collar. Obviously, some of the makeup came down. Mm -hmm. I Again, I like this look. I like what she's trying to do. I just want to see more of her. Next, we have Gigi Good. Gigi Good is wearing a mint green. It looks like a latex outfit that's got sparkles on it. And she's wearing a black motorcycle helmet. I liked this. I like what she did with the helmet. I kind of wish she could have taken off the helmet and had on some sort of hair underneath it. But I appreciate the fact that she was doing something slightly different than everybody else did with Jules. I don't think of her helmet. Actually, no, I wouldn't. I'm not really <laughs> into her. All right. Next, we have Heidi in Closet. Heidi in Closet is wearing a long sparkly dress and she has white like finger waves in her hair with sort of almost like a tiara around it. I agree with what they were saying. The dress is beautiful, though she probably could have cinched. However, the hair and makeup were troubling. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, wow. He finished with extra time. Wow. Go, Taylor. Yeah. Well, you, you, maybe you should use that for other people. Next, we have Jackie okay, Cox. Okay, next up is Jackie Cox. Jackie Cox is, again, we're continuing the story of this character where she is now a middle-aged woman, but I mean that as good, where she's in a sparkly, almost, where she's in an evening gown where she's going to some event. She has her hair in a huge bouffant. She's doing very Jacqueline Suzanne's Valley of the Dolls where she takes a pill at one point as she's getting ready to go into the soiree. Beautiful look. She the, she could have done more to do something with the nose because the nose, like, she didn't really contour very well. But I thought the look was beautiful. She looked great. I love the aesthetic. All right. Wow. Very good job, Taylor. Finally, we have Nikki. I don't know finally. Nikki Doll. Nikki Doll. Nikki Doll wearing something very, again, very 90s Madonna girly tour show mm-hmm. with the slicked back platinum hair and the big metal feathers um, with a black bodysuit. She looked beautiful. It was very editorial, very... Very something that I think they say pink would wear, but I almost say this would be something that like a Madonna or like Cher's backup dancers would have worn back in the day. Widow Von Du. Widow Von Du. It's a lot. Um, she is wearing, again, it looks like neoprene, which is a silver with highlights. Again, that neon fuchsia highlights. I love the wig. I love the huge W earrings. Um, the, the contrast, I get that she's trying to make herself even bigger, but this, unlike the neoprene outfit from before, this one doesn't necessarily work. I don't think, I think, I think it accentuates a little, not great. Mm -hmm. Wow. Taylor, really, you really did a great job here on, uh, thank you. On, uh, how do you, now, how do you feel about this? I like it. I like it. I like it. Well, because Joe and I had a conversation where apparently I take over sometimes and I do too much talking and he doesn't get a word in edgewise. So I was going to be a complete cunt and just answer you in one word answers all episode. (laughs) No. But what I I was talking about is, look, here's the deal is in terms of like broadcasting people, not even broadcasting life. People can't absorb more than like thirty to forty-five seconds of the same thing, right? Uh, uh-huh. So it's in, so in a, especially in broadcasting, you want to have a conversation that goes between every thirty to forty-five seconds, right, Taylor? Yes, exactly. And then you and Lori that week were doing this thing where you guys would go. Lori went for two minutes exactly, and she talked about five, five different topics, and I I was like, like literally, my head was spinning. Thank you. All right, on the main stage, Nikki <laughs> performs her own take on the verse, and all the girls except for Gigi and Widow are deemed safe. For a while, it seems as if Gigi and Widow are in the bottom two, but it turns out that no one has been eliminated this week, and Gigi and Widow are in the top two, and competing for a cash tip of $5,000. That leaves Widow Von Du and Gigi good to go head-to-head in a lip-sync battle for some dough. The song? Starships by Nicki Minaj. In the end, the Widow buried Gigi, but good, and was named the winner of the lip-sync and the challenge tape. Taylor, any final thoughts on the episode? Your thoughts on I on everything? was not expecting the top, like the all-stars to twist kind of thing with this. And I, I literally just, because when they started going, I'm like, there's no way Widow's in the bottom. And mm-hmm. G, I thought G, they, Gigi was good. So when they, when they did that, I figured they were just going to do it where nobody was going to go home. Mm-hmm. But I looked at my watch and thought, well, they still got like five minutes to kill. Yeah. So... It was super. I, I literally was like, "Are you kidding? They're doing like they're doing like All Stars rules." Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming they're not going to do that for the season. I have a feeling that they're probably going to do that for next episode, mm-hmm. and then it goes down to where they'll go to the bottom two. Mm-hmm. I would assume that you assume if that. they do it where they do All Star rules all season. Mm-hmm. 
that will be super exciting for me. If oh, that really? is, if that is a twist for this season of where they where they have to vote they have to vote off girls like they did in the All Stars, mm-hmm. that is exciting for me. But I don't th- I don't think they're going to do it that way. Okay, I would be super super excited. I thought both of them did a great job with the lip syncs, mm-hmm. just as just for very different. Whereas Widow was kind of all about the shablams and mm-hmm. the crazy. Her body is you know she's she's obviously ambidextrous. I thought Gigi kind of as a comedy thing was fun to watch. She was kind of, she had a very small repertoire of moves that she was doing with it, mm-hmm. but it was still, it was still fun to watch that where she wasn't just trying to be super glam. She's trying mm-hmm. to show different sides of her sides of her personality. Mm-hmm. So you had said you had thoughts about Gigi, Gigi's lip sync earlier on in the episode. You had mentioned that. Well, to me, it was so clear that Widow Vandu shut her down. Right. I feel like she, I, like I said earlier, she may have used all her lip sync currency here. Like if she has to lip sync again, I don't know if she had one, how many more moves she has. But mm-hmm. um, Gigi Good, though, I didn't think was, people were liking it, but it reminded me a lot of Scaredy Cats uh, in Drag Race UK, her lip sync style, which she went home early, where it's a lot of that tall, thin girl where they just go like, oh, I'm just scared. I, I, it's like this off, this is a new thing where they're like off balance when they're lip syncing. I don't know what that is and making a wacky face. But I think a lot of times very attractive people, even though Gigi Good's not really my type of thing, they think being a, doing a wacky face is comedy. You know, but all you're doing is making a wacky face. I don't know. I didn't. I to me, I was like, oh, Widow Von Du is sweeping the floor for Gigi Good. I hope she doesn't. Get oh, in it was clear. Yeah, it was clear. Widow was it, but yeah. I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't like where I was suddenly like, oh god, I hope Gigi never has to lip sync again. Yeah, no, because crazy. she's fucked. But I, I, <laughs> I, I appreciate it that we saw a different side of her. All right, have you gotten everything you want to say about this episode out of the way, Taylor? I think I have. I think yeah. I have. It was a strong, strong episode. Very, very I, I, strong kind episode. Of, I, I'm trying to remember. I was laying in bed last night, and I was trying to remember the other queens that we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if at one point during Untucked, they said to themselves, well, we got the top seven right here. Mm-hmm. And there's part of me that I'm like, you could almost make an argument because I can't remember who any of the other yeah, I don't girls even know are. Either. Yeah, I don't know. We'll find out. We have yeah. Jan and Sherry Pie, and we have uh, Dahlia Sin, Rocco. That's four right now, five, right? So we're just missing Isn't, like is one. there one with an A, Aiden, Aiden something? Oh, Aiden Zane. I think we named them all. I think it'll be, yeah. let me see. Dahlia Sin, Aiden Zane, Rocco M. Rocco M. Sankura, um, Jan, Sherry Pie, and... Jaden, Jada Essence Hall. Somebody Jada just wrote Essence in the Hall. chat room. Thank you, Jada Essence yeah. Hall. But then, you know, when you also think about that, I kind of remember that for with season six too. But mm-hmm. then the second, the second episode had Bianca and Courtney, mm-hmm. and it had somebody else too. That was very a Darian. Like you know, some of the stronger contenders were actually in the second episode. So if this follows suit, then maybe we may we may be seeing our stronger contend- contenders next week. Maybe we will. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 12. So, for Taylor the Latte Boy and myself, sashay away until next week. I only have the old outro. I'm not going to do an outro. There we go.